Happy Memorial Day. And uh, cheers to all our fallen heroes and soldiers. May God bless them. Thank you to all who serve past, present, and future. Today we're honoring our fallen heroes and it's a day of being grateful and thankful for our freedom and for them risking the ultimate sacrifice of their lives for us. Thank you for joining me on my addiction series. Today's topic is hope and hope is the driving force to motivate us to fight for our lives. Addiction separates us from our loved ones. Addiction separates families. And it's important for the families to know that they are not at fault. You know, when somebody is wrapped up in the throes of addiction, they are hopeless. Often they're in a dark, big, dark hole and can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. But with hope, there's that motivation to fight for your life and fight for the goals for you to have a healthy, happy life for you to see the picture of the family reuniting or for your business to pick back up or for your friendships, relationships, whatever your goals may be for you to get your life back and um, be back in charge and happy and healthy. And it's very important for you to have trust in a power greater than yourself, who for me, that is God. And that is everything. Because when we try to handle and manage our Addiction on our own shoulders, we're going to fail. It's really impossible for a human being to fight that battle alone. And I'm a big advocate of the 12 steps. Uh, There's a lot of different 12 step programs out there for people to recover with their addiction, regardless of whatever the addiction may be. I also have a book called Stop Holding On to Your Shift. You can get it on Amazon. And I'll put the link in this um, in the notes afterward. But in my book, it talks about chapter two is believing in God. And I know for for many people, that's easy because they had a foundation growing up and they believed in God or a power greater than themselves. But for some people, they don't even know where to begin with that. And it's very important to have a belief and be willing to learn or hear about that in order for you to succeed in overcoming your addiction. And there's a lot of different ways that people do recover. Some use health, um, some use church. There's all kinds of ways. I personally am an advocate of the 12 steps. It saved my life. And I combine that with church, with family, with support groups, with, you know, an army. I need an, I needed an army to get myself back together. Um, and, and it creeps up on you and you never know when your life may take a turn for the worst. And all of a sudden you may find yourself totally hopeless. And, you know, when you're hopeless, you could become depressed and you could turn to uh, mind altering substances to fill that void, to fill that pain. And pain is a motivator for us to change. But sometimes people can go through a whole lot of pain before they take some action to beat the beast. And some of the ways of knowing that you're, some of the signs of feeling hopeless are lack of appetite, lack of ambition, um, lack of doing any exercise or eating healthy, stop self-care, stopping like doing the things that make you feel good, alienating and isolating, 
from your family and friends. These are all signs that somebody's in a, in a, in a place of hopelessness. And um, the important thing is that the reason that I'm doing this video is to share some insight on what it was like for me when I was in a place of hopelessness and also what I did, but also for the people out there who love somebody who they are watching them self-destruct and watching them destroy their families and their lives. It's important for you to have some wisdom on what to do to help the addict that's suffering. A lot of times when we run on fear and we act on fear, we could make a situation worse rather than better. And again, it's nobody's fault. The whole objective is to come together as a team and the goal is to all recover together and be healthy. And with God, that is absolutely possible. So God is the key. Step two is we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And hope is the principle for step two. And it's a principle steps, basically, that's saying that God will restore us. It's the belief that we will be restored. And, you know, for me, I was in denial that I was insane when I was in the throes of my addiction. I The word insane did not compute with me. I never thought of myself as insane until I look back and see the way that I was operating and running my life during those days. And it was totally insane. I was um, taking risks, driving, you know, out there when I had had alcohol in my body and drugs. So there's a lot of insanity that comes along with our addiction. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be food or gambling. You know, at one point we were doing okay with it. And then somewhere along the, along the way, we crossed the line. And we crossed a line and there's no going back. Once something changes within the brain, once we've stepped into that addiction, it is there to kill us. And it is important for us to stay totally in acceptance that we have an issue with a certain particular. It could be multiple things, but a a vice out there that is destructive and will destroy us if we don't stay ahead of it and keep it at rest. So using God is totally the answer and believing in God and And God is consistent. God does not change. God always loves you and is always there. So even though we lose trust in ourselves, because when we're addicted to something, our behaviors, we're doing things that we wouldn't normally do. Um, We might be staying up all night and spending money that we don't have. We might be hanging around people that we wouldn't hang around. Um, Some people may be cheating on their spouses, um, not showing up. Um, at school functions of their kids or sporting events. It could be spending all the money and not being able to pay your mortgage or just eating for comfort and ending up gaining a lot of weight, which could cause heart conditions, obesity, diabetes, and health issues. So um, it could be that you're addicted to power, which means you're neglecting spending time with your family if all you do is work. There's so many things that take a hold of our lives if we don't stay on top of it and maintain acceptance and awareness of what who we are and what we're doing. Addiction is rampant in the United States and around the world. And the more people understand and the more educated that you are, the higher the odds that you're going to beat this. And hope is what 
fuels people to believe that. Like their statistics might say one thing, but nobody wants to hear statistics. The whole goal is to educate people. The more that you know, the more the families understand, the more the addicts understand, the higher the success rate will be. So the problem isn't so much what the statistics are. It's the problem is that there's a lack of education amongst families. And there's so much information out there that can really turn it around if you just look for it. So that's why I do these videos. And please uh, go to my website, kathymcknightinc.com. Feel free to uh, schedule a discovery session if you're interested in learning more about it or if you feel like you need a little bit of help in this area, whether you're the family that's watching somebody battle or you're the person battling, I'm definitely here to help you. And you can go on my website and check out uh, my website, which tells you more about me and my story. So for me, one of the things that I was going through was that I, I just kept going. I, I decided I wanted to stop drinking and stop using drugs. So I checked myself into a rehab in 2005 and I knew that I was not happy. I'm a mother. I didn't like the fact that I was um, hung over all the time trying to take care of my children. They mean the world to me. And I just was not in a good place and did not like myself. So I checked myself in for help. Thank God. And that was my journey that I began. And little did I know that I was in for quite a ride. So I was clueless. I had no idea what I just stepped into. And I thought that I was cured after 30 days. And that turned out to be kind of funny. Um, So long story short, I went in and out of the program, 12-step program, for 11 years before I was able to put together a full year. And with those um, 11 years, there were times where I would have nine months, eight months, seven months, six months, and I would go out one time, but you have to start over. It doesn't matter if it's one time, three times. If you, if you pick up something, you have to start over. So I would put together bouts of time, but it never stuck. So I really felt hopeless. I felt like I was not ever going to get it. I was never going to ever be able to stay solid with not picking up a drink or a drug. And I did feel hopeless, but because I always believed in God, I always had that fight in me to keep getting back up, dusting myself off and going back in. And it's hard to do that because you start feeling like you perceive things wrong when you're the one in the addiction. You perceive that people are judging you. You perceive that people have given up on you. You feel like you're not worthy of their friendship or their time. You're not worthy of your family's love. You don't belong. These are things that when we're in our addiction, we're doing to ourselves because we feel so much guilt and shame that it just plays such a number on our self-esteem and our self-worth. But yet, why not? Why can't we stop? Well, because the addiction is running our life. We are powerless over it. Powerlessness is like the positive and the negative piece to this hope. Okay. Because where it's negative is the fact that when we are in denial, that we're powerless over this vice we have, whatever it is, it's basically running our life. We're letting it run our life. We're in the throes of it, it's got us and, it, you know, it's it's managing us. We are not managing our decisions, our lifestyle, our families, our responsibilities. We're unmanageable. 
And yet we keep doing it because we refuse to accept that we're powerless over anything. Like for me, I couldn't even believe that anything had a power over me to take charge of my life and, and cause me to be so destructive. So I was fighting it and fighting it. And when you're fighting it, you're going to lose. Okay. Cause it's more powerful than you are. And that was a real tough one for me to get in my stubborn head. I could not accept it. I grew up strong. You know, I was an athlete. I was successful. I come from a strong family. And I just felt like I, that there was no way something had more power over me like that. But it did. So the more I fought it, the worse I got. And the worse I felt and the worse choices I made, which caused worse consequences and worse, you know, just, it just is that's where the hopelessness came in. The big dark hole that I was just down in this hole without the ladder. But there was a light because I believed. I believed in God and I was not going to give up. So that's crucial. If you know somebody's suffering, they've got to be willing to believe in something. Okay. They don't have to have it overnight. It doesn't have to come right away, but they've got to hold on for that. They've got to believe that there's something more powerful than them out there. And that is what restores us and saves us and gives us the strength to fight and overcome the adversity and overcome the obstacles. It is God. And so they have to believe in God. That is everything. That is like the hugest piece to having hope. And um, I hate to see when people don't have that peace and they go too far. Um, Unfortunately, There are those who do end up taking their own lives. And this is why I'm doing this video, because if I can help anybody from going that far, just please, um, you know, feel free to reach out to me anytime. There is hope out there and they just have to believe that's all they have to do for right now. So, you know, for me, um, because when you're in it, you just don't think properly. Um, I, I was not thinking clearly. I was completely distraught. I was broken. I was angry. I was a victim. You know, I was blaming people for all my problems and for my situation that I had gotten in. And all that did was make me run more. And I just kept running. And, you know, it's like the fight or flight. You're just in survival mode. And it's like I didn't want to feel what I was feeling. So I would just numb myself, self-medicate just to deal And all that did was just grow the mess bigger and bigger, the dark hole bigger and bigger. And, um, you know, I just wasn't willing to stop fighting the fight for my life. My children gave me hope. And, you know, I want to talk about the different things that give you hope because there's a million things that gives you hope. So write down a list of all that gives you hope. It could be your parents, your children, a teacher or a coach. It could be that the grass is green, nature, the water, a campfire, trees, birds, animals, whatever, you know, friends, books, reading, um, candles, baths. There's like umpteen things. You just have to tap in and realize there's, there is hope out there. There's so many people that do care. You're never alone. And even though when we're doing what we do and we make such a huge mess of ourselves doing it, we don't want to really face anybody because we're so wrapped up in ourselves. We become self-obsessed, self-centered, selfish. You know, um, you know, we're, it's, it's all about me. And, and, and we become so 
caught up in ourselves that we just make ourselves more and more miserable day by day. As long as we are feeding our addiction, we're just digging our hole deeper. So it isn't until we surrender ourselves to the belief of God, the power greater than ourselves. It isn't until we surrender ourselves to that power that our journey takes a turn for the positive. And then, you know, it just isn't like a magical event that all of a sudden, because we believe and we've decided to take action to better ourselves, it doesn't mean that everything's going to be good all at once, like overnight. It's a journey and it takes time and it's one day at a time. And having support is everything. Having the right support group, people who have been there, who know the way that could show the way is everything. And, And to trust people is a big deal, especially when we're in the throes of our addiction, because how can we trust anybody? We've been betrayed. We've been done wrong. We've been through some trauma. We have all these things that have happened. But, you know, the bottom line is we don't trust ourselves because we've lost our ability to make good decisions. So we've lost ourselves. So the, the first thing is we have to build ourselves back up and we can't do that alone. That's why you have to have a mentor or a coach or a sponsor, somebody that you can trust to start helping you repair the damage within yourself. And when we're insane and we don't even know it, um, you know, and we think the whole world is against us and that everybody's done all this to us, it's hard to trust. It's hard to take a chance. But what's the alternative? You know, believe in God, which means trust God, which God's always there. God's consistent. God never fails us. God never changes. Okay. God steers us. When we start trusting God, God steers us to the right people to let into our life, to help us on our journey of recovery. And one day at a time, we get stronger and stronger and we start becoming the person we were always meant to be. But you have to take some action. You can't just lay back and think, oh, this is going to happen through osmosis. Okay, so some of the things that you want to do with the addict is you want to give them a lot of love. You want to give them hope, but you don't want to enable them. There's a difference between loving them. Sometimes it's tough love that needs to be done because they can be very manipulative and run you over or they can just like stop being responsible and stop taking action because they're just like being given everything like spoon fed. So you don't want to enable, you don't want to give them money or feed their addiction, um, but you want to offer support. You want to offer suggestions like for them to go into treatment, for them to maybe get some therapy. Some people don't need to go into therapy or treatment, but they need to go to a 12-step program or they just need a coach, a life coach, which I'm available. They may just need to make changes in the friends they have. You know, everybody's different. And everybody's level of addiction and and where it's at is different. So depending on who you're dealing with, you want to offer solutions and you want to offer love and you want to give them support. Let them know that you love them. But that doesn't mean that you're supposed to clean up their mess. Um, You know, I'm not saying you're supposed to bail somebody out of jail. Sometimes people might need to sit there. It could be the best thing that it could save their life. It doesn't mean you need to pay off their debt for them or buy them um, you know, things, clothes, food, money. I mean, you can help them, but don't keep taking care of people. They've got to get up on their own two feet. Otherwise, it's just going to become a merry-go-round and a vicious cycle 
So to help them is not to enable them and to love them is to give them hope and tell them about God and help them find that spiritual connection, help them build a relationship. Those are ways that you can offer hope and don't get hateful and angry and bitter toward addiction addicts because they're already in so much trauma and pain that they don't need a harsh tongue and they don't need that. And unfortunately that's what happens a lot of times with families because they're just at their wits end and so sick of it. And the fear, the fear is so strong that, you know, we act out when we're in fear. It turns our emotions. We go sideways. We don't know what to do, but then the family needs to have God too, because God gives strength both ways. That's the power source. And when we have God at the forefront of our behavior, our emotions, we're solid and we're giving it to God. We know God has got the situation. Not me. I'm not in charge. Not you. God. So for the families out there, stop playing God. Stop. You know, you too need to work on skills and using tools and learning about this disease. You know, and and the addict that's in addiction, pray for them. Give them uh, kindness and love. Just don't pick them up and, and fix it for them. You can't. So there's also programs out there for families. Uh, 12 step programs for families that are suffering. But again, like love conquers all like love is the answer. Okay. Kindness is huge. And when there's anger and there's blame and there's all this pain and everybody's at fault and there's guilt and there's shame from mistakes, all that's got to go. It just makes it worse. And if you give it all to God and you forgive yourselves for your mistakes, because Lord knows there's not a perfect family out there and everybody's doing the best they can with what they know. Be accountable, do your part, own your truth, make your amends, do the work. Everybody has work to do. Okay. Nobody's removed from getting better, growing, changing, and it's for your family. So if everybody's stepping up to the plate, you're going to have awesome results. You're going to have more intimacy more love, more joy, more security and trust than you've ever even imagined. And I want to talk about pain being our teacher. You know, a lot of times it takes pain for us to finally change. And like I said earlier, we can take a lot of pain before we go. Like my, when I was hopeless, I used to walk around thinking, how could I ever get to where I'm not going to pick up something no matter what, no matter how I feel. And I finally started using God to get there. That was like the missing link for me. I just, because I believed in God didn't mean that I knew how to use or build a relationship that gave me superpower strength to deal when I wanted to. If I felt happy normally it was, if I was at the beach and I like a frozen drink, I had to learn how to stop thinking like that was part of who I am and have a blast at the beach without the frozen drink. And I finally got to where I love going places and not having a drink. I have more fun than I've ever had and I never feel like crap the next day. So it's a beautiful thing. But when you're a creature of habit and you've done something for so many years and for a long time, it was okay to do. It takes some work to overcome that and become the person that you're meant to be now. And um, it's amazing. It's absolutely outstanding. And it's such a gift to battle uh, overcome the addiction that was once destroying your life and all that love you. So don't give up hope there because it's right there for you. You just have to have some information 
And that's why I'm sharing my experience, strength and hope with anybody who may need to know um, some ideas on how to conquer this beast, because that's what it is. It's the enemy. I call it the devil. Um, It's the ego, which is edging God out. And some of the things that happen when we're in a hopeless state of mind or it's the powerlessness, which what I was saying, when we're in it and we're power and we don't think we're powerless, when we don't think something has more power over us, then we're really in the throes of it. But once we accept that we're powerless over this particular vice, whatever it is, food, gambling, sex, porn, whatever, drugs, alcohol, once we realize this thing's running me, then when we accept powerlessness, we're empowered. So it has a good side to it. And then we become stronger. And then we're like, okay, you know what? I'm just not going to touch that. It's no good for me. It does nothing for me. So we don't feed the power. We've, we accept it and appreciate that there is something out there that's that toxic. And that's powerful and empowering for us. Some of the things that happen is we go into this helplessness mindset where we don't feel like there's any way out. Like we're so helpless because we've just been so beat up, self-inflicted pain, I might add, due to our decisions. But obviously nobody does that on purpose. Nobody wants to do that. So that's the power of the addiction. It's cunning, baffling, and powerful. But if we're helpless and we're sitting there, we really don't know what to do. We feel paralyzed. Helplessness kicks in. And that is something that happens where we, that's where the support comes in. And that's where the hope is given to them to let them know that you're not helpless. You can still breathe. You can see, and they have to focus on all the things they're grateful for and get back in touch with that. They are not helpless. They might feel it, but that's a lie. And we have to overcome the lies and overcome the power of that disease in our brain, wanting to keep us down, wanting to kill us, wanting to put us in jail and destroy us. So that's one. And there's another one where we feel limitless, limitedness, limitedness, where we think we're limited in our abilities. Like, for example, somebody who may be caught up in a job, um, somebody who's who's dancing for money or um, doing porn, you know, and they don't think that they have the ability to do anything more with their lives than that. They feel limited. That's a lie. That is a total lie. And, and these are things that can keep people in a situation that a job or doing something because they just don't see any other way. And that's not true. There is always another way. You just have to believe in God. You have to believe God has a plan for you. God wants all good things for you and God has your back and God will be there for you. All you have to do is grab God's hand and trust God and put one foot in front of the other and things are going to happen. You do the next right thing and the right thing comes to you and you will walk away from those toxic choices that you're making and you will stop feeling that you're limited in your abilities. Another one is that feeling of oppression Um, that feeling that you're never going to overcome the things that have happened in your life. Like the, Oh my God, so much has happened to me. I'm never going to get over that again. Yeah. If you're saying that to yourself and you're just, if that's what you're going to think, then that's what it's going to be. So you have to think different. You have to change your perception. And the only way for you to do that, to put on a new set of lenses, which is 2020, the year 2020, 
vision. So you've got to be willing to put on a new pair of goggles and trust God. And you will overcome all obstacles that have ever happened. Trust me, there are things that have happened to me throughout my life that I never, ever would have imagined feeling happier and healthier now than I've ever been in my entire life. I was uh, brutally beaten up in 2008, left for dead. Okay, because I put myself in a very dangerous situation. I went into a very dangerous neighborhood and um, I was left unrecognizable. And I really would never have thought that I would actually be completely over that, that God has lifted me up above and over it and given me a life today, a strength and a security and a happiness and a joy, a freedom that I've never had in my entire life. So just because some horrific thing may have happened to you. And trust me, I've had other horrific things aside of that. Uh, I won't go into all that today. But the point is that it doesn't matter what you've been through or what's happened to you. You can overcome that. You do not have to decide that you are doomed, which is another one. Doomed, meaning it's no use. Like you're doomed, you know. Yeah, I could think that way. I've had unhealthy relationships my entire life. I could think I'm doomed in love. I'm never going to be loved. I'm never going to have the love. No, I don't think that at all. I think the best is yet to come. And I think it takes like a lot of self-awareness and a lot of taking time to develop ourselves and, and heal and grieve and and really see what we've done, what our choices have done, why we've ended up in the situations we've ended up. And when you do that work and you have God in the picture, there's no doom. Doom is not in the vocabulary. Like, I don't feel anything like that. You know, I might have when I was in the throes of it, I might have felt doomed, but I certainly don't today. And that's what God does for you. And if he did it for me, I promise you he'll do it for you because we are all the same. Nobody's better or less than anybody else. You just have to believe. And the power of believing is so powerful that nothing can take that away from you. Once you're there and you're locked in and you're connected, nothing can destroy it. Absolutely nothing. Another one is captivity. So if we feel, again, like, so beaten down, so useless, so worthless, so no good that we're in this relationship that we stay in because we have no way out. That's a lie. Again, that's a limited belief. And that is going to sabotage you every time. Um, I made the mistake of going back into the same house each time I left rehab. And that was a big mistake. And the beauty is like, because you can't go into the same neighborhood where you were feeding your addiction. So it's like you have to make changes in order to recover. And unless you're with people who are on the same path that you're on, it's not going to work because it's too powerful and it's there to kill you. But my ex-husband and I are great friends today. We co-parent our kids and, and it's a beautiful thing. And I'm, so grateful that I have done so much work to where I have a whole different perception of what him and I went through, you know, and instead of living my life, hating his guts for the rest of my life and trying to blame him, we're just two human beings trying to do the best we could with what we knew. Okay. And, and it didn't work out for us to be together, which is okay. The, that's not what matters. What matters is we give our kids the gift of having respect for each other today and having a friendship so that they get to see us 
care more about them than we do about ourselves, which is really a gift for your children. And, you know, there's weddings and graduations and times where parents need to be together. But I did make the mistake of um, walking back into the fire, you know, and, and that captivity of, well, I was a stay at home mom. I don't, I don't have any money. I don't have a job. Like, you know, those are things that um, kept me in this situation, which kept me sabotaging myself. Can't blame anybody for that, but me, but that's just an honest truth of being hopeless. And these are some of the things that creep in on us when we're feeling hopeless, but you can't let them win. You can't like surrender to the hopelessness and say, I give up, you win. You've got to fight it. And the more you know what it is, like the title to which thing you may be doing, the stronger you're going to be and the better chance you're going to know, you know, who to call, how to get help, what to do so that you can move yourself above, over, overcome the obstacle that's blocking you from being recovered. And um, so those are just some of the things that I wanted to talk about today about being hopeless and just for you to understand, um, you know, that there is hope out there. Always hope is, is right there before your face. I'm here to give you hope. Please feel free to call me anytime. You have to believe, you have to believe in you and you have to believe in your life and you have to fight for it. And, and sometimes it may be something out there that you're doing it for before yourself. And if that's what you have to do, do it. I mean, for me, you know, it was my kids. Like I sometimes was fighting for them over myself, but you know what? It worked. So you just got to take steps and you got to build your relationship with God. And that is pretty much what hope represents the light, the spirit. It's there. Don't give up. Believe in yourself, believe in God. And the best is yet to come. Happy Memorial Day. Thank you for joining me. And have an awesome rest of your weekend.